Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. My name is Jen Lozano, and I am your host. And joining me today is Matt Lozano and Jacqueline Harper. And we are excited about the fourth week of Advent, and I guess the third in our series. We only did three this year because we're so close to Christmas at that point. But welcome, guys. Hi, Jen. Hey, Jen. Matt's wearing my reading glasses right now. He looks pretty cool. <laughs> this is a rapid decline in eyesight. I was so proud of my eyesight for many years, and now I'm squinting at the, the scriptures we're reading. We might have to get him a large print Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned it because it was like, now I'm not going to think about it anymore. We got that on the table. Oh, my goodness. But he looks really good in my glasses. I wish you guys this was a video you could see. So if there's laughing during the reading of scripture, it's not it's, we're not laughing at scripture or laughing at Matt's face. And I don't know why, but it's feeling like it might be a funny podcast today. Deep and funny was my okay. hope. Yeah, we'll see. Let's do it. But because we are so close to Christmas, I have some important questions to ask the two of you. Two questions. What is your favorite Christmas cookie? And what is your favorite Christmas song? Wow. You want to go, Jacqueline? I think I like the peanut butter cookie with the chocolate kiss inside. Mm. But we have three in our household who are allergic to peanut butter. So we don't really do those. But they're probably my favorite. Come to our house. Yeah, we can make one, okay. make them for you. We'll bring them here yeah. to the office. I just need one. Yeah. <laughs> Not a whole batch. I'll be good. <laughs> I might eat all of them if you give me more. <laughs> yeah. Mm. How about your favorite Christmas oh my song? Goodness. Do you have one? I'm going to pass for a second. I might come back with, I have to think for a sec. I think I know your favorite Christmas cookie, Matt. You do? You sure? <laughs> I'm 99% sure. <laughs> okay. So I'm a bit of a purist. So I just like a basic, amazing oatmeal raisin cookie Ooh. at oh, Christmas. I, I'm wrong. No, I love chocolate chips. Okay. They're my, I was they're my say, favorite I, yeah, cookie okay. overall, but we only make the oatmeal raisin at Christmas. So Christmas cookie, that that's right there. The, the warmth, the cinnamon. The amazing. oats. Yep. The whole the package. Whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and... This was the first song that popped into my head. It just cracks me up. But when I was a kid, my dad would play the Bing Crosby Christmas album. It was uh-huh. like the classic in our house. And I remember my brother and I, Dave and I, would dance around the house to Meli Kaliki Maka. <laughs> That's so great. So I have to say that song has a lot of special memories. That's pretty me. classic. At the, I mean, you yeah. only did the Chris, decorated the Christmas tree if that song was playing. The so. Hawaiian Christmas song. Well, that's funny. That was not what I was going to say, but I tend to do these little themes for Christmas stockings and a, maybe Christmas morning, a little decor. And one year after 
my son Tim came home from Hawaii that first Christmas. I put a grass skirt over my pajamas. The kids came down to Malikimaka. Of this? Oh yeah, I got Kona coffee or whatever. And to this day, my kids will not let me play that song because they were like oh six a.m. It was blaring. You know. Can we put this in the show notes? <laughs> I like. <laughs> my mind skirt. is blown right and we now. All this had, is amazing. We all had lays. You know the yep. flowers. Yeah, that's I hilarious. Yeah. That's really I, cute. I like doing themes. Uh, that's great. I guess you can't tell us. Is it always a surprise? Yes. Okay. So January 1st podcast, we have to know yeah, what the theme was. I can't wait. Not as exciting as Hawaii. Okay. It is, it's a theme. <laughs> that's amazing. Yay. Thanks for humoring me, guys. <laughs> oh, my favorite. I, I have to yep. share my favorite. You know, it's funny. I was going to say, well, my favorite Christmas song is Little Drummer Boy. Aww. People are always like, that's kind of a funny song, but I love the idea of all he had to offer was to play his drum. And I always feel like sometimes I don't have anything big to offer you, Lord, mm. but if, if I could give you that little gift of banging on my drum. So anyway, <laughs> and I was thinking about the Christmas cookie and my first thought was another Lozano family tradition. Janet always makes a peppermint ice cream cake on Christmas, oh, wow. which is amazing. And we have this ice cream shop nearby that makes homemade custard. And we always get peppermint ice cream from this place. It's out of this world. And what's the name of that place again? Zuelans. Okay. <laughs> Off a of Trooper Road. <laughs> Woo. In Trooper PA. <laughs> For anyone who they do have an online, but I don't think they ship ice cream. This is so an I'm unpaid so sorry. Commercial. We're not yeah. paid for this commercial. <laughs> yeah. Unpaid. Not sponsored by Zwellens either, <laughs> but maybe they would sponsor us. But then I remembered I love I can't I, I'm now gluten free, but I can't so I can't have these anymore. But my mom has a one of those like electric cookie guns and it's just like a little butter sugar cookie that comes out of that gun and you put sprinkles on them. I love those cookies. Mm. Little spritz cookies, we used to call them. So good. And my, oh, I did my favorite song. We're good. Okay. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> Witty banter. Check. <laughs> Sorry, everyone on the podcast. Um, it's, still, it's still joyful, the joyful week of Advent. Okay. That's right. Good. Yeah. Good. Anticipation. Yeah. Salivating. We're getting so close now, guys. So. Well, we're excited today. Jacqueline, in a moment, is going to read the gospel reading from the fourth week of Advent, which is Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. But before she does that, I just, Matt and I, you know, we record before the actual podcast drops. And today's morning prayer, one of the intercessions said this, Praise be to you, Lord, for the feast of your word prepared for us by the apostles, giving us light and joy. So that is my prayer for you today, listeners, as you listen to this word, that you would, you would experience the feast of God's word. Take it away, Jacqueline. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary, and coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. 
but she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. So when I read this chapter, the first thought I have is that I don't know if there's another chapter in the Bible that is more chock full of prophecy. Mm. And it's like line by line, you just go through it and you realize how much God has been speaking and how much is about to be fulfilled in this, the birth of this child. So you begin with, you know, the angel Gabriel and... You think of all the times angels or the Lord appears to announce a birth, whether it's, you know, Samuel or Samson or, you know, every time, every time Israel's back is against the wall and there's this just forsakenness because of sin, God shows up in this amazing way and delivers and he does it by sending a baby. Mm. <laughs> and so here you have Gabriel showing up to announce this. You have Mary, <laughs> whose name is Miriam. So it's a reminder. She's like a bookend of, of Miriam in the Exodus story. Mm -hmm. So you know there's a deliverance coming. Mm. And you have Elizabeth, who is the barren woman, <laughs> which she's like a bookend of Leah, mm. who is not having children. And she's experiencing this desolation because you know Rachel is having or Rachel is loved and she's not and then she her joy overtakes her sorrow when she starts having children it's just like everything everything here that the the virgin having a child is a sign of the messiah so like everything is pointing to a dramatic reversal hmm. that's about to happen it's really it's a revolution and obviously it's all about Luke is giving us all these hints that this is this is the Messiah. This is the promised anointed king that the Lord has promised. And it's just at this low point, you know, it's at this point where you think, ah, it's never going to happen or God's promises. Can I really trust them? And then even the greeting, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. You know, the last time we see an angel saying that it's to Gideon in, in the book of Judges. So it's right that Mary is 
troubled by this greeting because it's basically like when an angel shows up and says, you who are highly favored, it's like saying, okay, you've been chosen. <laughs> You're going to be part of this great deliverance of God's people. And she's like, you know, me, <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm this young, young woman. So there's just so much that Luke includes. But the, the thing that really jumps out to me is this concept of barrenness turning into conception and, and how God brings about miraculous conception, particularly in, in Elizabeth, as a sign of what God is doing through the birth of Jesus. And uh, we have some friends that struggled with barrenness for many years, and we prayed through it with them. We suffered with them. There were lots of tears. There were lots of excitements and then lost hopes. And there's really, there's, it's quite an excruciating pain mm -hmm. to be without child and to see other people having children and, and just walking through that grief with them. It's kind of like a mini picture of all of humanity. Mm -hmm. Like, I dreamed my life would be this and my life is this. And there's, there's a profound emptiness. There's a profound longing in all of us. And God is about to do something that takes us from that place to a place of overflowing joy. Mm -hmm. So to round out that story, our friends, they just had a little girl a baby girl and they are just mm -hmm. so full. I mean their mm -hmm. their joy is 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 in some ways deeper for having mm -hmm. gone through that. It's deeper and it's overflowing. They're they're just filled up with joy over this little girl's life. That's what we're about to receive in Christmas. We're about to receive something that not only overtakes our sorrow and our desolation and our emptiness but that fills us to overflowing to the point where we, we just, we shout out, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the prophecy is that the barren woman will shout for joy. Mm -hmm. And here is Elizabeth crying out in the Holy spirit, blessed are you among women? Like you can, you can hear her joy. Uh, and even the baby's leaping for joy in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that to me from this passage, I just, that idea that whatever barrenness you're experiencing, whatever barrenness we're going through, the promise of Jesus is an overflowing cup. Amen. Mm. And his promises will be fulfilled. Yeah, I think two things from what you shared that jump out at me is you mentioned, um, you actually used the words, deliverance is coming, you know, and just the hope that's in that. And I actually am even thinking about like, this came to mind yesterday when I was praying through this scripture, but I'm reminded of it again today, thinking about Elijah when he sees the little wisp of cloud, mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, rain's coming. You know, it's like, it's just that first you have the prophecy and then Mary has this experience. So it's like that first glimpse of what's coming, you know, and just the hope that comes along with deliverance is coming. But I also really loved your parallel of barrenness to humanity. And whether you are in the micro, like our friends who experience barrenness in reality, they experience barrenness, or the macro of just as, as in human nature, we experience the barrenness because of sin. Jesus 
comes and he changes that, you know, mm. and he can change it in a moment. Sometimes it's not a moment, but he can come and change that in a moment. Yeah, it's really. I think too, his kingdom, his kingdom has come and he is the king, but in, in some ways we're still waiting for his kingdom to be made manifest. Mm. And when you look at the broadest pattern of scripture, the legacy of sin is Rachel weeping over her children because they are no more. It's, it's the death of promise, the death of hope, the death of, you know, future and inheritance and Rachel's weeping over her children. I mean, we can see that in the world today, you know, Mm. the wars that are going on and the tragedies that are unfolding in people's lives every day, every day, you know, we can cry out as well. How long, O Lord, how long? And longing for his kingdom to come. Mm-hmm. longing for that great reversal <laughs> where the tears are overtaken with joy and our mouths will be filled with laughter again. Mm. We can invite that cry into our own story. And I think about how the hope that is revealed in this scripture is also in Mary's yes, in her obedience. In you know, I think many times when I've heard a homily or a teaching on this scripture, there were at least a few times someone, a priest or teacher, made the connection between Eve and Mary. Also, how mm-hmm. Eve's disobedience brought death, but Mary's obedience brought life and mm-hmm. brings life. And also, that the life of, of Jesus was the Word made personal, the Word made flesh in a person, so we can know Him mm-hmm. personally. So I'm thinking about my barrenness, I might not know how it's going to be taken away and filled with joy, but I know that my response can be yes, mm-hmm. obedience, and then hold on to the person of Jesus. Like That's where my joy is going to come from, obedience and personal relationship. Mm. That's such an important and good reminder, Jacqueline, to point out Yes. You know, Mary's yes. I love that. I'm so glad that you did that. Yeah. I love that it's a surrender too. It's not, yes, Gabriel, I'll go do that. It's let it be done according to what you have said. (laughs) Let it be done. Let it be. That's my job is to say, let it be, Lord. Mm -hmm. Let it be done. Yeah. I don't know that we want to travel down this road, but reading the scripture this week, I kept thinking about Mary and how did she do that? You know, like, first of all, you have this supernatural experience of an angel coming to you, you know, and I love it. It says she was greatly troubled and then she pondered. I feel like there may have been more than just pondering going on, you know, like, what did that look like? And in that moment, she so quickly said yes, you know, and and surrendered. I just, yeah, that's really mind blowing to me. I read somewhere that it's those who see through eyes of, I'm thinking about Matt wearing Jen's glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Those who look with eyes of faith see the miraculous. You know, just that Mm. um, she must have had the right glasses on, you know, to be able to see. You you wonder, did anybody else see Gabriel? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do we know that? (laughs) Mm. I don't think so. (laughs) I was just thinking like the the idea of a great reversal, isn't that 
isn't that like a part of every great story? <laughs> every mm. great drama involves this like turning of a fortune or turning mm -hmm. of of what's happening. It just seems like God is shouting through this passage. <laughs> you know, he's not just like quietly whispering. It's like he sends Gabriel, you know, this angel. And we know his name. We know yeah. we know the name of that angel who gave that message. And he wants us to know that he's coming. He's on his way. And he wants us to know, like I was just thinking about the line that says, and you shall name him Jesus, mm -hmm. Yeshua, he saves. You know, like, yeah, God's shouting. He's shouting what Jesus is going to mm -hmm. do, that he's going to come and he's going to save. Mm -hmm. I just love that, that God sends a baby to save the world. <laughs> it's, just, it's just amazing. It's like <laughs> you can't make this up, you know. Doesn't doesn't send a warrior, you know, fully arrayed in battle or trained. He's like, I'm going to come as a baby. I just had the like, you know, our kids love the Marvel movies. And I just had like, you know, the one of the Marvel movies flash through my brain of like, you know, they're they're in this situation where it's like this king has come to the earth and there's no way that they can beat him. and. That kind of feels like this situation and, and God's solution, send a baby, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the baby yeah. is enough. And that's the sign of how he will reign. He will reign through love. He will reign in humility. Yeah. He'll be high and lifted up on a cross. Uh, he will take our suffering, our sin upon himself to redeem and save us. And it's not just a baby. It's his baby. It's his son. So God's offering himself, you know, to us, which is so beautiful. And I feel like that's a great place to land this podcast today on is just thinking about Jesus, the baby who's come to us in human form. Matt, do you want to close us in prayer? Sure. Father, we just want to echo the words of Mary today and say, we are your servants, Lord. May your word to us be fulfilled. Jesus, you are the word. You are the word made flesh. You are the word of God and you are good. And you have come to save us. I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would pour out on us through the Holy Spirit the gift of faith. Not faith to do great accomplishments or faith to take on great challenges, but the faith that says yes, the faith that says, let it be done according to your word. That just as Mary, with those words, made a home for Jesus to come, that during this Advent season, we would say, let it be done and make a home in our hearts for him, the word to come and transform us, to come and make his place in us. Jesus, we invite you into our hearts. Teach us how to walk by faith and to surrender to your word. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Matt and Jacqueline, for joining me. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on this Advent series. We Hope it was a blessing to you as it was for us. 
We are heading towards the final stretch of our annual appeal. So if you haven't yet, take the opportunity now to make a donation to Heart of the Father and share in the mission of Jesus, which is to set the captives free. And I think Jacqueline mentioned last week that a generous donor has offered a match for all the donations that have happened during our annual appeal. So make a donation and double your donation with that match. And here at Heart of the Father, we do pray and hope that you experience Jesus bursting through your barrenness this Christmas and that you have a merry and blessed Christmas. God bless. Meli Kalikimaka. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20